Forbes magazine named Springfield the city with the most variable weather in the U.S. Take that, Topeka. Live to a hard drive from the 16th floor of the Hammonds Tower for the first time in 2019. You're listening to Spring Food Mo, America's number one podcast about restaurants in Springfield, Missouri. Chinese New Year! (laughs) We're very excited. Very excited to get this kicked off. Episode one of either five or six, we don't really know yet. But that's what's going down. Chinese New Year. Chinese restaurants all January. Are you stoked? I am so stoked. Also, who are you? (laughs) I don't think you introduced yourself. That was Andy Carr (laughs) screaming. (laughs) I, of course, am Dan Howell. And this week's Spring Food Mo Fun Fact comes to us courtesy of Ben Factual. Remember, I am not fact-checking these at all, (laughs) so they could be totally fabricated although that one sounded kind of legit yeah that was good and the color commentary then in there about topeka was also from him (laughs) send your facts to facts at springfoodpod.xyz or springfoodpod.com yeah ben sent us a good handful of those but we're gonna need some more here soon it was weird that he sent an actual hand full of information (laughs) over the internet that was disgusting yeah weird ben So today we're going to be covering Leong's Asian Diner. I've been pretty excited for this one, Andy. Me too. We did something really special this time. There is a lot of information out there about Leong's, including some articles for Feast Magazine. One was written by a woman named Eddie Berniking, and rather than just paraphrase everything she wrote, we emailed her and she agreed to come in and talk about it. So we actually recorded that interview a week ago just to fit her schedule. So we're going to play that for you right now. Yeah, it was a blast. Here we Mm -hmm. go. Well, we have a special guest this week to talk about the history of Leong's. Why don't you introduce yourself so people can recognize your voice? (laughs) Distinguish it from ours. Yeah, it's going to be very difficult. (laughs) Uh, Hi, I'm Eddie Berniking. Well, we are really happy to have you on the show today. Uh, This is the first time I've ever had a guest that we didn't have some sort of connection to before. So we just kind of reached out because you wrote a really great article about Leong's Asian Diner back in 2015 for Feast Magazine. Yeah, I typically do a lot of research for this, but there's so much out there about Leong's that I just felt like it was going to wind up, you know, repeating stuff that had already been said a bunch of times slash copying other people's work. <laughs> so I reached out to you and said, hey, would you be interested in coming out to talk about this? So how did you end up writing, <laughs> coming to write this piece about Leong's? Uh- well, so I moved to Springfield from Kansas City. I also lived in St. Louis. But before moving here, I had never even heard of Springfield-style uh, cashew chicken. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was totally new to me. And it's everywhere. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's literally everywhere. So the story got assigned to me in 2015. And I had actually never eaten Springfield-style cashew really? chicken oh. at that point. Yeah. So I got the story and was like, well, this sounds delicious and fun. So let's give it a try. Um, the New York Times wrote about it oh. years ago, uh-huh. and I'd read that piece when I first moved to Springfield just because I was doing some research on the town that I had just moved to. And obviously, when it comes to Springfield, there's like stories about Branson and then cashew chicken. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's basically, basically it. So um, I had read about it, but then I got the story and I got to go try it and meet the Leong family, which was really neat. So it wound up being a really fun piece to work on and That's delicious. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, very cool. I can't imagine not having cashew chicken until 2015. I had had a good 24 years worth of cashew chicken. It's bizarre because when my parents came to visit the first time in Springfield, they too were like, oh, we need to try this Springfield style cashew chicken. I was like, great. Let's (laughs) (laughs) let's dive in. Thank you. Yeah. But it's good. I think the easiest way to describe it is when people ask them, like, it's basically country, like Kentucky fried, Mm -hmm. not Kentucky fried steak. 
country fried steak chicken fried steak there yep. we go that thing but like our own asian version of yeah it. yeah so you were sort of embedded uh at leong's asian diner <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i stopped in a couple of times over the course of a few weeks and we had different we'll dishes yeah yeah we, <laughs> like a war zone of really good food it was just watching their lunch and dinner rushes come in and trying different dishes and getting to sit down and interview the family i mean they've been doing this for a very long time mm-hmm. and they are the creators of it which i think is really interesting and they shared the recipe with so many people which you don't yeah. find very often yeah. i noticed that in your article mm-hmm. i Wanted to ask you about that, the generosity of sharing that recipe. Is that how that dish proliferated? Yeah, I think the city? that's absolutely it. Because they, they started it in in like 63 or 64 mm-hmm. was when the wow. dish first showed up on their menu. And nobody else was really doing that at the time. And I think David Leung was just very generous and had a lot of people to thank for his rise um, in the restaurant industry here. So I think he just shared it with everybody. And now everyone's doing their own version uh-huh. of it and like figuring out who is doing it the best is always this like fun yearly tradition. That's so cool. That's there's something decidedly how do I put this? That seems like something an an immigrant to this country would do mm-hmm. rather than someone who was born here. Well, like even my <laughs> own grandmother, spirit. when she shares recipes, like I swear to God, she intentionally <laughs> leaves things out so that we can never recreate the dish. Whereas Leong is just like, here, you can have it. You're like, oh, That's okay, so cool. thanks. Yeah. So if you don't mind, could you give us a brief rundown of the history of Leong's so I don't have to? Yeah. Um, oh gosh, I hope I do an accurate job. Oh, it's okay. okay. I feel like the family is going to write in and be like, you've got this completely wrong. <laughs> I think David Leong is still alive. He is. There He's got to be like, what, 98? There was a sad story just maybe a couple months months ago where he got mugged oh you're kidding yeah, me. on the street he's oh. okay he's oh, good. all right okay he's and pretty feisty that's let's good. find those muggers the, yeah. yeah i know the quote mugged. was really his quote was really sweet he's like i just expect better out of people oh, that's not what he said but that was so a sentiment nice. yeah wow. well so oh, he's had <laughs> poor david he's very feisty that's one thing i learned about him um so he immigrated to the united states from china wound up in springfield eventually um worked in restaurants for most of his life and then in the 60s, he started his very own restaurant, which I think was dubbed a tea house at the time. Uh-huh. And he started off serving higher end cuisine, so seafoods and such, and then decided that he wanted his own dish. And he knew Springfieldians at that point, And he knew we liked fried foods <laughs> and heavy foods. <laughs> so why not create sort of the bastardized version of that, which wound up being cashew chicken. Yeah. From there, it just really took off. It was everywhere very quickly. But then in, what, 97, I think he closed the tea house. And it wasn't until 2010, uh, when he was 90 years old, that he teamed up with one of his sons, Wing Lee, and they opened Leong's. Uh-huh. And that's what we all know today. That's yeah. still there. Yeah. He was in the army, right? Not yeah. Wing Lee, but David. David, yeah. And I don't know much about his military background. I didn't get to interview David oh, because okay. he was out of the country. Yeah. I think he was back in China at the time. Oh. So I never actually like got to sit down and meet him, which was such a bummer because I heard all of these really amazing stories from his family members. And you read so much about him. He just sounds so fascinating. So that was one thing I really regret not having the opportunity was just to sit down and like, I don't know, I kind of wanted to watch him cook for a little while. Uh-huh. That wasn't creepy, but... Eddie, your article has so much more information than what we just got. It's a great article, and the structure is really Thanks. awesome. Like, I really admired your writing. That's just <laughs> oh, why I sent you the message. We will have a link to that article in the show notes, and everybody should go read it because the history is fascinating, and there's a lot of it, like way more than we're used to having for the restaurants that we cover here. Uh, Eddie, we'll let you go here pretty soon, but you need to tell us what the order when we go because we're recording this before our visit. 
Oh my gosh. Um, Besides cashew chicken, which Dan, <laughs> Dan's devoted. He's going to eat cashew chicken everywhere we cover this month. Well, and I, so I don't know if Leong's is still doing this, but when I was there, they had new specials all the time that were not always on the menu. And so that's what I would suggest people try is like go and ask for something that they're working on that week. They dabble in a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so interesting is just not being an expert necessarily, but like being willing to try new dishes. Oh, and ask if they have a specific a non-American menu. Uh -huh. <laughs> like most Asian restaurants here do have dishes that are authentic. And those are the ones I would always try. Okay. They're always really good. I mean, but cashew chicken is delicious very cool and where can people read your more recent writing what have you been working on so if you want to read more of my writing which please do um <laughs> go to eddieb.com and check it out what are some other cool pieces that you really liked writing over the years oh man there have been some fun ones um i've done a little bit of everything so when i started off I was doing a lot of concert reviews oh. in St. Louis, which no, honestly, I'm awful at. Oh, okay. <laughs> but um, so are we. Yeah. Besides, <laughs> we somebody here on the somebody, podcast. Somebody around this table wrote five thousand words about Drake earlier this Ooh, year. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> I mean, besides discovering that I'm really bad at concert reviews, it was really fun to go to all these shows. So I got to interview one of my favorites, which was RJD2, which was oh, a yeah, true sure. highlight. That was really really fun. He had lost his voice, so that interview was really tricky. <laughs> But it was still a lot of fun. Yeah. I like geeking out on like people's, people who are very much under the radar and their stories. So I, I wrote for Feast also about this retired couple who found an old grist mill here in the Ozarks and they rehabbed it and brought it back to life. And they now make their, like they gr like stone grind all of their own grits and cornmeal. And it's wow. not for sale. It's just like for themselves, Whoa, which what? is such an intense process. Like, I mean, this guy was, he was amazing. He built, he had this great Creek that ran through the backyard. And so to cross it, he built this little wooden platform with a rope overhead and you would just like pull yourself across it. I was just like, who does this in their 70s? <laughs> like, this is amazing. And I left with some really good grits. So That's that awesome. was that This was might be a whole new show, just trying to infiltrate <laughs> these grits. I, yeah. I gotta get these. Yeah. It's just like, there are some really True awesome grit. people in our area. <laughs> yeah. True grit, yes. <laughs> is there any particular Springfield food that you really enjoy? Is there any specific Chinese restaurant? You know, I think the big discovery for me was honestly pineapple whip wow. like that was something that i had never heard of before in my life and never had anything similar to it hmm. and now i'm really hooked on it i've never thought oh. of pineapple whip as like a kind of specifically mm -hmm. here thing but i guess i really haven't seen it elsewhere i can't have it anymore it burns the roof of my mouth seriously really? like yeah. too much sugar i don't i think it's acid oh oh my gosh it's so good but i'm a fan of the like alternate flavors they have like Ooh. grape mm. and a couple different things that they try out at their different locations I enjoy those. Very cool. Springfield well, has some random stuff. I mean, like, so Hertz started here. Sure. And I'm also based out wow. of Iowa City, Iowa. And they got a Hertz. And everyone was, like, gushing over Hertz Donuts. And I'm just sitting there like, ha-ha. It started yeah. back in Springfield. Like, Now, you haven't heard our show. Oh. <laughs> oh, we've gone into Hertz. Ooh. Batter, con or pro or con? Uh, well, we did a death match. Uh, Hertz versus St. George's. Oh, St. George's <laughs> has to win. Not that, for, that's really what we thought blind, as well. But really? we, we did a blind taste yeah. test. What kind of donut? Traditional donut flavors. <laughs> we, we did <laughs> six different donuts from each place. We put way too much work into this. <laughs> we did. It was well a total of total of fourteen. So it was seven from each oh place. Oh my but, gosh! And her, I rated her tire. So wow! Now, we had to like do a follow up. We're, this is not going in the episode. Sure. <laughs> I, I, I mean, we had to do a follow up because like I 
felt bad about things that we'd said about Hertz because like, oh, they're <laughs> they're good. Like I think I like them more. But we also wow. we just did Supreme Bakery and they're the best. They one. just crush. Really? Yeah. So you've never actually heel. had yeah. Supreme Bakery. <clears throat> I need to do that. Yes, you do. Wow. It's so good. <laughs> right. And I'm gonna. This is where we're gonna go back in. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's so cool that you agreed to do this silly thing yeah, with us. Thank you. And oh, it's my pleasure. If you ever want to come back and like do a full restaurant review, you are, we would love to have you. Ooh, that'd be fun. So maybe pineapple mm. whip. No, yeah. that's a good idea. <laughs> it's July or something. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, now we're going to cut forward a few weeks to when we've actually eaten this restaurant. Thanks again, Eddie. Of course. Thank you. Anytime. Yeah. She was so cool. I can't believe she did that. Yeah, thank you <laughs> that very much, crazy. Eddie, for joining us here in the Hammonds Tower <laughs> to record this. Dan, had you been to Leong's prior to going for this episode? I'd been to Leong's one time, probably a decade ago now. Didn't stick out all that much to me. Same deal for me. I'd been once before. You know how they used to do restaurant week or restaurant month in August? Oh, no. <laughs> where several different restaurants would offer these deals where you could get a three-course dinner for $3 oh. and you get to pick the different options for the courses. Cusco used to do it. A couple different places would do it. Leong's was one of them. And Lindsay and I went to Leong's and it was all Southern food. Like it wasn't Asian. Oh, really? It was like fried chicken. Huh. Yeah, it was weird. How weird? So that was my only experience. I had not had any of their Asian dishes. It's weird how much Leong's has like this tie to kind of Southern food. Eddie kind of explained that his Springfield style cashew chicken comes from like the thought to just deep fry yes. the chicken in the style that is going to be more appeasing to like the Midwestern American yeah. palate. Initially, my take on it without having done any research was that it was cynical that hmm. he said, these people here don't appreciate <laughs> actual Asian cuisine. I'm just going to deep fry some chicken and serve it with gravy and tell people it's an Asian dish. Sure. Now, I don't think that's what it is. No, I, I. I think that he wanted to feed people here yeah. and came up with something that they would eat. And wasn't deceptive about it. Like, and he this probably is something wasn't different. wrong about a yeah. traditional Asian spot probably not being able to succeed, particularly in that time. For sure. And I love that things have changed. And the cashew chicken was sort of a way into Asian food for mm -hmm. a lot of people in Springfield. Now we have a lot of great places where you can get actual traditional Asian or Chinese food and other ethnic foods here that I think people probably weren't as open to back when David Leong first started. So that's very cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So let's get into our visits. You want to start us off, Dan? Andy, I, of course, did take out. <laughs> I'm so surprised. I have kind of vowed here in this Chinese New Year to stick specifically to cashew chicken. I think that that is my favorite dish at most Springfield places. Chef Boyardin's decree. <laughs> yes, yes. This week I actually pseudo exercised the Dedic. Uh -huh. I ordered David's special and. It's not called David's uh, Asian Cafe, but it is named after David, David Leong. Leong. Yeah. That came with the choice of one egg roll, two crab ragoon, or I think four wontons, along with a order of cashew chicken or sweet and sour chicken, mm -hmm. and your choice of soup. I chose the hot and sour soup. I rather like a hot and sour soup, or rather, my girlfriend really loves it. She usually eats it. Uh-huh. And I got it with the egg roll. Dan, I got the exact same thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Except I picked crab rangoon okay. and ordered an extra egg roll. Now, I got a side order of crab rangoon. I would not go 
to any Chinese restaurant without at least okay. trying a crab ragoon. But I also like an egg roll. So we got the same order. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, we kind of had to here. Cashew sure. chicken was a thing to get. Other places, I'm going to switch it up. I'm definitely going to get some general chicken. Definitely going to get some more adventurous items mm-hmm. while you make the same choice at every yeah. place. When I went, I did my normal after-school ritual. So I didn't eat anything all day. I got there right at 4 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> There were a surprising number of people there, which immediately lowered my expectations, okay? Because you know who eats early? Very old people. Yeah. And me. (laughs) And the places that very old people tend to like in Springfield tend to be very bland. Ah. The place kind of has a cafeteria crowd. It's like a couple dozen people, each of them at least twice my age. Uh, I'm going to tell you about a group that was right next to me. (laughs) There was this uh, group of six men they were discussing their day of golf very loudly. This was December, but it was kind of unseasonably warm, you know, like 45 sure. degrees or something. Pretty close to a golf course. Yeah. They were very upset that they'd, quote, caught their caddy cussing. Ooh. I don't know scandalous. what that means. They were competing <laughs> over who could be the most offended by it. Yeah, it was hilarious. <laughs> Eventually, four of the six guys left, and the remaining two proceeded to start cursing like sailors <laughs> oh it was so awesome i loved it like i love that they were both on the same page just like tolerating their golf buddies <laughs> being really insolent about this kid who apparently how do you catch someone cursing oh he said it's my thing yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i noticed they had containers of hoisin and spicy mustard on the table with little Ooh. spoons in them and I couldn't help but imagine like all the other hands that had touched those spoons. Mm-hmm. Probably some little kid had licked some soft sauce with a spoon. Sure. You know, because kids love hoisin and spicy <laughs> mustard. Put it in a bottle. Put it in a bottle, folks. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's just my issue. Now, as far as sauces go, do you have a preference between like the three that are normally included in the bag? The Soy. Uh, I, I don't like soy. My, I love a spicy mustard, actually, okay. especially with cashew chicken, that little extra spicy kick. Yeah. Let's talk about the hot and sour soup. I picked the hot and sour soup as well. You had oh, the really? choice of the egg drop soup or wonton soup. We both went with the hot and sour. I really enjoy a hot and sour soup, not quite as much as old dime piece, but it was a very good one as far as I've had. It, it had a lot of flavor to it. And, Dude, um, yeah. I enjoyed the uh, chunks of tofu in mm-hmm. there as well. Lived up to its name. Mm-hmm. steaming hot yep. a little sour topped with crispy wonton strips and green onions had a surprisingly complex flavor yeah i'm used to these being pretty it's just hot like it's yeah. just hot hot water basically at a lot of places it was savory a little pungent had a little umami going on yeah small thin slices of pork little rectangular tofu chunks i loved it that pork I, in there i don't think that's something you normally get with mm-hmm. a standard side order of hot and sour soup and that that was delicious very thin mm-hmm. very thin like a yeah. couple millimeters and long At first i didn't know if it was just like cabbage or mm-hmm. if it was some sort of meat but yeah. yes oh so i loved good. it this was good enough to be an entree i love the hot yeah. and sour soup my only complaint if you even want to call it a complaint is that i wish the wonton strips had been served separately because they disintegrated so quickly uh-huh. and they just kind of became all the same texture yeah the wonton strips kind of mimicked the texture of the crab ragoon which we'll get into here in a little bit and also another thing the, the entree came out way too fast oh really? The, the soup was in front of me for about 45 seconds before she brought out my entree plate hmm. so I, I wanted to savor it slow it down leongs <laughs> let me taste that soup 
so i got it all together so i kind of had my okay. right way with it um but i like to dip a crab ragoon or an egg roll in the soup so mm. i don't mind it all coming out together yeah so let's talk about that cashew chicken i mean that's what we're here for right yep. it arrived looked good on the plate mm-hmm. nice presentation it looked like they poured sauce on the plate before placing the chicken oh. over the sauce and then ladled a light layer of sauce on top. Ace move. Mm-hmm. Allows the crispy breading texture to exist alongside the soggy, sauce-soaked parts of the breading. The chicken itself was mid-grade, not exceptional, but certainly higher quality than your average mm-hmm. cheap Chinese spot. No gristle, even though I opted to include dark meat, as I usually do. Sure. They actually didn't ask me between white oh, really? or dark meat on mine, which I thought was kind of strange. That is that is strange. You, I, I believe it was white meat. What you I went got. through the drive-thru, right? Uh-huh. Well, huh. I called in my order as oh, gotcha. I'm one to do yeah. and uh, picked it up through the drive-thru. The breading was not as crispy as I would have liked. That, yeah, that's what I was going to say. It was decent. Like The mm-hmm. quality of the actual breading was pretty good. Absolutely. Not the worst. But I wish it had been fried a little longer. Uh-huh. I think that's something that I really look for in a cashew chicken mm-hmm. is that breading still being crispy despite being fully oh, sauced. I can't wait to go to the other places we're going on this in this <sighs> mini series, dude. I'm so excited. Uh, do you have other thoughts about the chicken or the breading? Not really. The sauce I thought was pretty thin mm-hmm. for a cashew chicken sauce. Not quite as thick as I would expect, but yep. still very flavorful. I thought the sauce really stood apart from everything else on the plate. It was rich and salty, but thin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not as goopy as most iterations of the yeah. dish. Not as dark as right. a lot of iterations. Yeah. And it was a little more complex. The flavor was a little bit more complicated yeah. than other cashew chicken sauces in town. A little more seasoned than I've come to expect. Sometimes you'll get a cashew chicken sauce that just tastes like celery. Yeah. Um, I think one of my least favorite in town at Triple Eight is uh, just a celery sauce. Um, while I think they have other delicious items. They got solid general there. Yes, and solid general, solid uh, sesame. The element that I thought really brought the dish up a level was the cashews. Oh, yeah. A lot of places will give you ground cashews. Mm-mm, these um, were sliced. They were big. Yeah. Yeah, big half pieces that added a tough crunch to the bites. I'm not going to say the cashews were the best part, but mm-hmm. I would say they were the part that mattered the most, if that makes any sense. Like they added that extra texture that sort of brought it up beyond just your standard, super cheap Chinese meal. Yeah, I got to have those cashews. I got to have green onions as well on there. Okay. What did you think of the rice? Fine. Yeah, I thought Unexceptional. it was kind of bland, really, yeah. but I did like the um, incorporation of like the peas in there. Mm-hmm. You, you're not going to get like a full pea. I had one of... piece of pork in there, too. It was pork <laughs> fried rice, yeah. and there was a single small piece of pork, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, it was all right. Definitely not the uh, standard for mm-hmm. a fried rice, which I think will come into effect whenever really rating yes. my cashew chicken. So um, Okay, now we're going to give the other... Chinese food items, their own segments. So first, let's get into that crab rangoon. Ooh. Are y'all ready, kids? <laughs> now, Andy, I could tell that that's Elvis Costello. Would you mind elaborating on the okay. joke there? Beyond okay, so. Mr. Krabs? <laughs> Mr. Krabs. Yep. And then Goon Squad is the oh, song. Yeah. Okay. But, okay, so... You know, it goes, are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain. Uh-huh. And then I cut off the the first part of the Goon Squad chorus where it goes, aye, 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 uh-huh. Goon Squad. So it's, are you ready, kids? 
I, I, Goon Squad. I'm so proud of it. I'm so proud of it. Andy mentioned off mic that these uh, jokes were going to be for no one. And like, I have um, to explain them. There's just so there's no way that anyone's going to get it. I certainly didn't. Yeah. But. We're in the Goon Squad now. Let's get into those goons. I would be curious to hear what past guest Verena thinks mm-hmm. of these crab rangoons. She is somewhat of a crab rangoon aficionado, which oh. she did not bring up on the show. But oh, she didn't bring up crab rangoon on the bakery episode. <laughs> it, you don't understand. It is something that she it has a very widely professed love for oh, is the crab rangoon okay. and um, the different styles. So she truly is a member of the goon squad. Yes, she very much is. I thought the crab rangoon were all right they weren't quite as hard as some that you'll get in town i really liked the texture of them i also really loved the crabby flavor you don't always get a crab rangoon that's going to actually taste like crab sometimes they're going to be a little more sweet sometimes they have uh, almost a sour bent to them uh-huh. uh, this one was just very savory i, I, I yeah. enjoyed it a lot i thought these crab rangoon were fine they had a nice texture the crab and the cream cheese was it was just fatty mush it was mm-hmm. nothing special I mean, we had those crab beignets at Civil a few weeks ago, yeah. and the filling flavor there just trounced these. So, so that probably affected my experience a little bit. The wonton skin was also fine. <laughs> and it tasted like, you know, a thousand other crab iron goons that I yeah. had before. There really so wasn't much special. About I was not impressed. Not impressed. Um, especially at the price point. They're pretty, pretty steep well, price for all that. the appetizers. I'm going to get into that. Should we move on to our egg rolls? We should. <laughs> I think all of these clips are going to be accompanied by Andy's giggling. <laughs> it was so funny because I've heard them so many times already. <laughs> that one, I, I, I like that one a lot. That one is uh, obviously Fred Durst from uh, Limp Biscuit. Mm-hmm. Limp Biscuit. Mm-hmm. Mashed up with the Eggman theme from Sonic Adventure Two, <laughs> with a little sprinkle of DMX in there. No, it, it, he's on the he's on the Limp Bizkit song. It's a remix. Oh, he is. Yeah, there's oh, two wow. different versions of that song. Yeah, is rolling. that the Air Raid mix? Uh, or the I think this is the Urban Assault Vehicle. Oh, okay, because you know the word Urban. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a little yeah. signifying going on there as to the difference between the two versions. Oh yeah, DMX is on it. Yeah, <laughs> Ugh. I, that's what I did. I, that's what I spent my time. Do. I'd spent my time making that now that took the thing that i did two, two hours, hours you said hmm. too long yeah well part of it is tracking down the clips the acapella sure. versions and believe it or not it was kind of hard to find an acapella version <laughs> of the theme from sonic adventure 2 yeah <laughs> difficult so the egg rolls dan i actively disliked this egg roll yeah i think an egg roll is a pretty easy thing to screw up and <laughs> boy did they ever Two at six dollars and fifty cents for two egg rolls. Yeah, these are pretty egregious. It was mostly wet cabbage inside. Mm-hmm. There was some meat too, but it was. I, I pulled a shrimp from mine. There was shrimp very, in there. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Uh, very flavorless. Okay, the outer layer of fried dough was so thin that it wasn't crispy at all. It just gave in to the teeth immediately. There was mm-hmm. no crunch. Yep, I need that crunch. Yeah, my. I often, my girlfriend doesn't really like egg rolls, but she will always eat one end of mine, mm-hmm. uh, one of the crispy ends, because that's the Perfect. best part. Great strategy. Um, so I'm fine to share that with mm-hmm. her. It was, as you said, almost non-existent yeah. on these. 
I dipped mine into that leftover soup, the soup that I love to add flavor, and it wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't even make it worth eating. The egg roll was so bad. Did you get a peanut flavor with the egg roll? I didn't. I think mine Probably peanut I, oil. I, yeah, I kind of feel like they cook it in peanut oil, so it must have still been saturated in a little oil because I was getting a pretty heavy peanut flavor, something that I didn't get on the also fried crab rangoon i probably would have liked it more if i'd gotten peanut flavor because i'm a peanut boy yeah but other than that there was zero flavor i I really disliked these egg rolls i ordered one yes and it cost 374 well i got it as a part of the david special yeah it might have been the worst part of the whole thing a bad bad egg roll you know like you said it's an easy thing to screw up yeah places that make good egg rolls will serve you a bad egg roll from Mm -hmm. time to time this one costs three seventy four, which is exactly one cent less than a full combo used to cost me at the rickshaw where I ate fifty times in college. And these are not like the biggest egg rolls no, you've ever seen. They're they, not. They're all right size. They're certainly not spring roll size, but they're smaller than Hong Kong Inn's egg rolls, yeah. which I believe have a very delicious egg uh, roll at a very low price. Yeah, I mean. I left kind of angry because I looked yeah. at my bill. With the tip, I spent $21 at this place. Yeah, for my girlfriend and I, it ended up being $31. Oh, um, I didn't get a drink or mm-hmm. anything. I got an, the amount of food that I would have gotten at a place like Hong Kong Inn. It would have cost 5 or $6. Yeah. And the quality, I'm going to say like 10% better, if that. I did love that hot and sour soup. And the cashew chicken was interesting, but it's not or the cashew chicken was different than other places, but not in a way that I would actively seek out. It was yeah. just different and uh, just for the novelty of it. But man, that price is out of control. I kind of tried to justify it to myself just since it is the creator of Springfield yeah. cashew chicken. I maybe feel a little justified in paying a higher sure. price. But really, that egg roll was something else as far as <laughs> price to taste ratio. Very bad. We do have a couple more segments that will relate to our Leong's experiences, but let's go ahead and rate Leong's right now before we get oh, into those. Okay. Well, Andy, I wasn't going to mention this yet, but I actually visited Leong's a second time. Oh, okay. I tried. I tried. Let me tell you my story first. Please. I really wanted to get some more so we could do another, so that I could participate in another segment that we're going to do here in a little Mm -hmm. bit. So yesterday I went, I went up to the drive-thru and I looked at the menu and looked at the prices and I was like, no, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going. And so I drove away. I drove specifically to Leong's, looked at the prices on the drive-thru and then left. I just couldn't bring myself to spend that kind of money again. Well, Andy, I went for a work lunch or rather I was at work, took my lunch, went there and... I got something that you would not expect. I got a mushroom Swiss hamburger. Whoa. On a brioche bun. That's right. Leong's serves hamburgers. They have all kinds of stuff on that menu. We didn't even talk about that. Which they had like three different types of cheeses you could get on it. Um, a couple different uh, vegetable choices for it. And Andy, it wasn't bad. Okay. The, uh, the burger wasn't super flavorful. It was very hot uh-huh. whenever I ordered it. And I, I did eat it right there in the parking lot like a sad man eating a <laughs> cheeseburger in a Chinese That's a real Andy car lot. move right there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I did enjoy my burger. Um, the brioche bun was pretty good. The cheese was pretty good. The fries, however, were horrible. I'm not actually going to factor any of this into my review because I am just rating the Chinese food. Here's a little picture of me (laughs) consuming the burger for you, Andy. (laughs) 
but the burger was pretty good. It was still like 10 bucks, but that picture's amazing. Is, clearly you were struggling. Okay, so Dan is giving me the gesture he always gives me whenever he but he has his fingers wrapped around the burger and he's feeding himself while All giving me the one. gesture with one hand and he's taking a picture with the other hand and he does not look comfortable in this photo yeah it's a this is a bit that we cannot put we cannot do this publicly like we can't show these pictures yeah it's for spring food mo after dark um the private account we run so here's my overarching theory with leong's i appreciate the history of this place i do yes to reiterate i do not think that david leong was being a cynical man when he invented cashew chicken and i also don't begrudge anyone for charging what they feel they should charge for their food mm-hmm. and having that history i feel like they earned the right to charge that yeah i understand it i it's, agree it's cool i also think a lot of the food that i half the food i ate wasn't good okay so that's it wasn't for me maybe some people like their egg rolls that way i don't know so i think that this is a tourist trap i think leong's is a tourist trap yeah i'm i'm Saying that is more of a neutral statement. They have a gift shop where you can buy shirts, you can buy their sauces, and it's about visiting the place where cashew chicken was invented. Mm-hmm. And it's great for that. I'm happy that I went. I'm not going to go again uh, because there are 50 to 60 other places in town that I would like to try before I go back. Yeah. But this is, this is a place for people visiting. So if you're in town for Bass Pro, which I guess that's why people come here, or if you have a kid participating in some sort of sports tournament or something, you should go to have the original sauce. It's yeah. cool. But uh, I don't think the food is that great. I certainly don't think it's worth the price that you pay for it. And because of that, I'm going to rate it 2.5 with an extra historical star ah. to make it 3.5. Hmm. Does that seem fair? Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's fine. I think we should just stick with stars for Chinese New Year so we don't have to come up with <laughs> oh, a different thing that matches six different restaurants that are pretty similar oh, to each and other. Maybe we'll just forget about that bit <laughs> <laughs> once we come back from Chinese New Year. My my fingers are certainly crossed. <laughs> yeah. I I think I might have unconsciously stolen that idea from the Quality Check podcast because they always come up with things that are related to the movies that they're rating. <laughs> You know, if there's one thing we're good at doing, it's stealing concepts from other podcasts. Well, I mean, it sort of goes with talking about Chinese food because these places are all making the same recipes, basically, or they're, you know, they're versions of similar recipes. So what would you rate Leong's Asian Diner? I'm going to do a similar thing to you, although I had parsed it out a little differently. I am going to give David Leong, the man, a full five stars. That's so smart. Let's do that. Official rating for David Leong, the man. Five stars, yeah. maybe even six. My, I love cashew chicken. I really do. We've discussed this a little bit, and you're not as big a fan of mm-hmm. cashew chicken as I am. That's true. Well, I'm a fan of my mom. It didn't even we'll sound like about. Eddie uh, was a big fan uh-huh. of cashew chicken itself. I love it. I used to say it was my favorite food. Oh, I think wow. it has since been eclipsed by the taco. I thought you used to say raw lard. <laughs> <laughs> well mama howls lard pie <laughs> is certainly up there but <laughs> she calls it lard pie she she has white bread that she just <laughs> spooned some lard onto and told you it was pie oh you've had mama howls lard pie <laughs> yeah we went to church together <laughs> we're sorry <laughs> anyway, I'll, David Leong gets five. I love cashew chicken. It's still something I order very frequently from a lot of different places. 
I think I'm going to go a little higher for Leong's. I liked their take on the cashew chicken a lot. And kind of price aside and french fries aside, I think I can give them four stars uh, just for the significance of it. I guess I'm kind of blending scores here as well. Uh, I I really liked my cashew chicken. Also, my dime piece of a girlfriend, the beautiful, lovely, talented name removed. (laughs) That's her action. I thought you weren't going to say her name. (laughs) Oops. (laughs) She got the low main, which was so good andy it was better than my cashew chicken the lo mein sauce was delicious it wasn't too greasy but oh. it wasn't like unflavored like a lot of lo mein i've had the noodles were nice and thick there were huge chunks of white uh breast meat chicken and then the vegetables which this is a very important sticking point were fully cooked andy ah, and i'm not talking yeah. carrots i'm not talking that garbage broccoli you talking tubers bro <laughs> What? <laughs> Potatoes? <laughs> no, I did not have tubers. <laughs> no, they had delicious red peppers on there. Okay. I find at a lot of Asian places you get uh kind of undercooked vegetables or at least undercooked to un- under <laughs> at least undercooked. That's definitely not you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I am sufficiently <laughs> <laughs> the chicken lo mein came with enough uh, a, a large enough portion size and was delicious enough to where i would legitimately justify that price point and that is something that i will get again okay i think i'll probably stay away from the cashew chicken sure. I, I have a more favorite cashew chicken but oh my goodness that that lo mein was so good uh deserving of the four stars that's awesome. that i'm that's great Leon's. that's great and i think that's why we need to from here on out make sure that we order different stuff which i definitely will no more cashew chicken for me that is not the case for me <laughs> i will be continuing this cashew craze a, a term that no one else has coined yeah ever. <laughs> chef boyardan's decree right i'm so glad we're bringing that nickname in <laughs> we, we were supposed to address this in the last, last episode. episode yeah um that's an old old nickname and of mine from uh grade school years i think listener and old friend cassie asked if we were ever going to call dan chef boyardan the answer is <laughs> Yep. <laughs> All throughout 2019. Yes, we were. I, I wasn't familiar with that one because we had that five year gap where mm-hmm. you were a big part of the youth group and I was gone. So that came about after the uh, morning uh, news segment I did with uh, oh. Mr. Jalili. Oh, cool. That's great. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we do have a couple more segments to get to. One great thing about Chinese food is that you typically get large portions and you get to take some home and, uh, and reheat it. So. <laughs> We're going to have a segment here called The Reheat. Hopefully there's another song. <laughs> uh, not exactly. <laughs> we got a problem. It's major crime. Get to know your enemy, boys. Every big time crew has been busted. These are the guys who took them down. <laughs> Did, you see Dan? Did you see that movie, Dan? I don't believe I have. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's not good, but I love it very much. See, it's kind of this dirtbag L.A. crime thriller that was clearly shot in Georgia. It does not look anything like L.A. <laughs> Uh, Gerard Butler at one point in this movie eats a donut off the ground. Hey, I mean five stars. <laughs> <laughs> but it's very clearly inspired by the movie Heat, so much so that it's almost like a remake, almost like a like a re like a reheat. So that's our reheat theme. 
I did not have any leftovers because I felt the, the portions at Liang's were smaller than other Chinese places. But you did have leftovers. Yeah. Uh, like I said, the lo mein that my girlfriend got was a really, really large portion for $10. You had actually asked me about the idea of this segment, and I commented that I don't normally have leftovers, uh-huh. so this might not be something I would be taking place in. However, I did last night enjoy some leftover lo mein. Now, <laughs> here's the thing, Andy. I did not reheat it. Oh, nor do I reheat a lot of my leftovers. I kind of like to try them cold. Yeah. The lo mein, as I said, had a delicious sauce, a sauce that maybe got more delicious after setting up a little bit in the cold of the fridge. It was really good. Reeaten (laughs) 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 rather than reheated. Yeah, I really liked it. I also had a couple pieces of cashew chicken leftover. Those did not hold up as much. I Mm. don't think that cashew chicken is a thing that's conducive to even reheating. It really is not something that holds up well. I got strategies, buddy. Oh, we'll get into it. (laughs) We'll get into it in the next few weeks. Two more segments before we close out for the day. Andy, somebody sauce me. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot. (laughs) You don't even have to record a theme for that one. You can just drop that in each week. Okay. (laughs) Andy, I'm doing a sauce count. (laughs) I love You know, whenever you order Chinese food, one of the best things about it is those three different sauces that they give you. The soy sauce, the duck sauce, and the hot mustard. As I remarked, I love the hot mustard. And for this Chinese New Year, I am not going to be requesting any sauces. Rather, I will be seeing what sauces are included. Great. It's risky business there. What if they don't give you any? Well, you know, that is a bit of a problem. Although I do have a stockpile of my favorite mustard. So not a big problem. Well, let's just say if you order it and they don't give you any, if you check before can you can you like use the count that they give you but then ask for some are oh, you yeah. gonna allow yourself to do for that sure. okay yeah yeah, that's fine for both of my visits to leong's i received two soy sauce packets so the 31 two person meal of actual chinese food uh-huh. that would have required soy sauce i only received two packets and the hamburger and fries i ordered <laughs> Earlier in the week, I also got two soy what? sauce packets. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> no, Just I did put not. put those on top of the mushroom and Swiss. <laughs> um, the salt bomb. Maybe that was the intention. Like White Castle. Yeah. Yeah. That would be pretty close. Two soy sauce packets for each visit, as well as not one, not two, but six pairs of chopsticks. Whoa. Whenever I, <laughs> on my way out of the drive-thru, I asked, Hey, uh, can I get a couple pairs of chopsticks for my actual Chinese order? She handed me six. So got Hong Kong in beat in that perspective. Oh, nice. Just a little retreading of the call out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. One last segment. This one is very much my favorite one, Andy. Good job on Why don't you one. explain the joke for this one? Um, so that was, of course, the <laughs> Credence Clearwater revival with Fortunate Son, as well as some audio of the Cookie Monster from Sesame Street, really just going to town. Yeah. So Two counterculture icons, Credence Clearwater revival and the Cookie Monster coming together finally. Yep. <laughs> finally. <laughs> so we're going to be reviewing our... Fortunes. 
that we got from our meals at Leong's. Did you get, you probably got more than one since you. I got two fortunes. Uh, They did give me one with my order of a hamburger. Gotcha. So why don't you go first with one of yours and I'll go and then you go with your third. So my burger one, which I put in my wallet and wrote burger on the back of. (laughs) So I wouldn't remember. No one would remember the good Samaritan if he only had good intentions. What? Does that seem kind of dark to you? It does. <laughs> what are his bad intentions? I what are the what are the hidden intentions? I don't know. I I really have no idea what this means. Every once in a while you get a fortune cookie that is just like way out of left field. Wow. Does that mean be bad? <laughs> yeah, it means your your good actions um are not remembered unless you have poor intentions which philosopher is it that believed that there was no true act of altruism um i think that 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 was peter gabriel right (laughs) (laughs) i'm pretty sure that's what we covered in my philosophy 101 class in college that's in the uh (laughs) the The book of genesis (laughs) (laughs) oh i was not even going there good job andy (laughs) thank you (laughs) so my fortune said Old dreams never die. They just get filed away. <laughs> These are very weird. What is going on? <laughs> this was kind of dark also. Yeah. So it's just like my dream to start a food podcast, which I had much earlier in my life and filed away until I got it out of the dream file. Yeah, I don't. I mean, if the dream is still unrealized, I don't know that it really matters whether it died or was filed. Away. It's almost more depressing that it's filed away somewhere. Yeah. If it was dead, at least then it was <laughs> like given up. But instead, you've just set it to the side to uh, collect yeah. dust. Ugh, I don't like this one. What's your last one? My last one is um, one for you. Actually, education is not filling a bucket, but lighting a fire. Which I don't think it's either one of those things because yeah. fires burn and then die. Well, humans do that, so I guess that's right. But not dreams. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, this one is saying that uh, education is not filling young minds with knowledge, but rather um, spark- sparking some sort of fire like in their minds. Um, this one, I guess, is the least confusing, but that writer should go research constructivism, <laughs> which is that. Uh, which says that learning occurs through experiences and that teachers are curators of experiences. I don't think that has anything to do with fire or buckets. Did you get uh, any lucky numbers on yours? Yeah. Should uh, we read off all of our lucky yeah, numbers? Yeah, let's definitely le- read all 18 lucky numbers that we got. I, don't Please don't. <laughs> I, I, for the listener, I was about to. <laughs> so I think that about wraps up our first Chinese New Year episode. I hope you guys are enjoying it so far. I believe next week we're going to do my favorite, which we may just keep it a surprise. We're absolutely going to keep it a surprise. Yeah. So please go, if you have not already, take our Chinese food poll. We're trying to find the best and worst, or rather, favorite and least favorite mm-hmm. of our listeners. You can find that uh, at our website, or probably better to look on our Instagram or our Facebook page to find that poll. Yeah, please go there and vote. Um, this is surely the most important election of our lifetimes, uh-huh. mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, we're, we're really looking forward to your response. Yep. 
people have been really cool lately telling me that they're telling friends about the show. So if you like it, if you know other people that you think might like it, please tell them. You know? Yeah, and hopefully this Chinese uh, New Year is going to be kind of a good entry point for some new listeners who yeah. have been just clamoring for us to <laughs> tackle the spring food, Chinese food conglomerate. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> if you see us around, come up and talk. I met a listener at a party the other night, and she told me to go to Nakato and get Nakato sauce, but then go get a burger from Black Sheep and put the Nakato sauce on the oh, burger. Are we talking about this orange like seafood sauce? I believe so. We were oh. debating whether it was a yum yum sauce or seafood sauce, and we just decided that it was Nakato sauce. I, I love that sauce very much. I know exactly what they're talking about. And it's, yeah. it's delicious. But anyway... If you see us around, come up and talk. Well, at least to me. Don't talk to Dan. He doesn't like people. But (laughs) (laughs) Once again, please stop photographing Here's the thing. You're not going to see him because he just drives from his home to work and through (laughs) drive-thrus and to the tower. And that's it. If you work at a local drive-thru, just get your phone out and snap a pic of me through the window. (laughs) (laughs) And post it to Instagram and tag us in it. Please do this. Please do this for real. Okay. We'll see everybody next week.